Hey, it's your host, Brittany, and welcome to the Mom Sweat Sanity Podcast, where we talk all things life, health, fitness, kids, relationships, you name it, nothing is off the table. A little bit of just me and a whole lot of knowledgeable guests. So throw on your Lulus to run or to mom, grab yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, and join us as we unpack life's pressing topics and learn a little bit more of the who, what, whys of it all. Or at the very least, get real, share some wisdom, and grab practical tips to help in our daily lives. Hey everyone, today I am sitting down with Candice of Candice McMurrin Coaching. We are talking all things fitness, meal planning, meal prepping, and ways to set yourself up for a successful week to alleviate the guess and stress. I have Candice here today and I'd love for you to explain to us all who you are and what exactly you do. For sure. So um, I am actually a like a 16 year um, education person. So I actually started teaching in 2005 and then shortly thereafter went and got my master's so that I could go into administration. And while that had kind of been a dream of mine, um, a long, long dream that had been on my heart forever was to actually go into the world of fitness. Um, I grew up in that. My dad was a bodybuilder. We had a gym in the family in our city. So that was just very normal for me. But I really thought that that was just kind of something that just wasn't very possible. And I had kind of heard a lot of things like, well, yeah, that it's great, but you can't make money in gyms. Or you know what? You need to go get a degree. That's how you'll be most successful. You have to have that for stability. And so I went that route and I did enjoy it. But in the last few years, especially with COVID hitting and just a lot of changes and different things happening, more and more, I was just really feeling that urge to take the leap with that, to take mm-hmm. a leap with fitness. In that time, I had managed to put on a lot of weight after my second child. So after the first baby, everything came off. It was so quick, so easy. Yeah. Um, and that was great. And then when I coupled it with a second child, my admin job, just being a busy mom, right? And, and a lot of stress that weight would not come off. And I was so frustrated. I felt pretty much hopeless in terms of losing weight. I had low thyroid, right? So I kind of felt like I had all these cards stacked against me and this was just where it was going to stay. Someone had actually introduced me to keto. And so for the first time ever, instead of kind of having that all or nothing mentality around what it would take to lose weight, because I had previously done fitness competitions and had done the whole like bodybuilding diet and you know worked out for two hours a day, I finally decided to just start small. And so I just started simply tweaking a few things that I was eating and keto was very easy for me because it was all the foods that I loved, right? Like I loved peanut butter, love avocados. I love all of that stuff was stuff that wasn't a diet for me. So it it wasn't hard to do. Wasn't like restricting. Not in the least. And so for the first time in a long time, I wasn't trying to stick to something that was restrictive, right? So I do it for two weeks and then you fall off the wagon. Um, And then I finally started running again. And that was something that I thought I could not do anymore because my body just felt so sluggish and heavy. But instead of again going like, well, I'm going to get on the treadmill and run for an hour, I decided, why don't I start small? So I downloaded the um, Couch to 10K app. So I started running three days a week. I kept it very simple. And then as I started to see momentum with that, I then increased that. And then the weight really did start falling off. And at the very beginning of that too, I had said, you know what, I'm not going to do what I've done before where I need to be eating exactly this way and I have to be doing weights and I have to be doing, I I had started there and then I added the weights in. And then before I knew it, I had lost probably close to 40 pounds, right? And finally felt good and comfortable in my skin again. And it was just 
one of the most freeing feelings ever. And you know, when you get so excited about that process, you just want everybody else to experience the same thing. A hundred percent. Right. And so because of that, and because of the feeling that I was feeling, I finally started to kind of delve into the fitness world again and thought, Hmm, okay. So I actually, actually ended up doing um, some photo shoots, which were amazing. And honestly, those things can just kind of push you to grow a lot more um, and push you out of your boundaries, your comfort zone. And then in doing that, I had actually got it, got invited to a conference called Fitposium by James Patrick, who's a, a, an incredible photographer and he runs this big fitness conference. So I would have never, ever done that ever previously. So I, I decided to go on my own, which is not in my character at all. I tend to kind of be like oh, a little bit shy and nervous about doing things, but I ended up flying out to Arizona, went to this fitness conference as a vice principal, right? And I'm thinking, awesome. what am I doing here? <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh, and we had to pitch to different editors. So the editors of Strong Fitness Magazine, Oxygen Magazine, all of these people. And I'm like, I didn't even really have like a pitch deck at that point. So I was just going up and introducing myself and doing stuff like that. And it was at that conference where I, lo- I looked around the room and I'm like, everyone here is doing exactly what I've wanted to do forever. So why am I not doing it? Right. Why am I thinking that that's not possible for me? And so over the course of the conference, we had to walk up to somebody that we didn't know and say that by next time this year, what do you want to be doing? And I said, I want to be doing online coaching full time. And I did. So this past, this past October, honestly, to the weekend, I put in for a leave of absence from my vice principal job and uh, just went full force. And so in the background, I had been slowly building this business and working away at it and, and growing it. But it was at that point where I was like, you know what, if I want it to be what I want it to be, then I'm going to have to go all in. So that's where I am today is I'm an online health and wellness coach. And I, I wake up every day excited and loving what I do. And I can say that honestly, like there isn't anything better. Amazing. It's so interesting how sometimes we need that, like, you know, that wake up, so to speak, Yes. like going through, as you said, you're going there feeling so out of place in the (laughs) sense that you're a prince, a vice principal, but then all of a sudden you're feeling really probably in place because you realize that this is actually what you, this is what you want to be doing. Mm -hmm. Good for you to take that leap of faith. Yeah. It was like being home. Like I literally felt home and there was such great energy and I just felt like these are my people, right? Like, where have you guys been forever? And uh, there, there was really nothing else like it. And so I'm so grateful that I did that because it was so scary. And that's something that I always want to encourage other people to do though. Those things that often seem the scariest thing to do are usually those things that you have to do. If you want to forward. Finding that courage and, and just doing it. Right. Yeah. And and I think too, learning that that fear will never go away. It won't. So you just have to decide that, okay, it's going to be right there beside you. And the stuff that you're going to get on the other side is like nothing else that you'll ever experience. And the worry of if, if you don't do it, you know, just all of the, like the what ifs that would Mm -hmm. live reside probably in you for not just like, just doing it. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. good for you. So, I mean, you're a busy mama to begin with and yes. you have this whole career shift and yes. really just leaning into that. So as a mom, how did you begin to juggle your system of, you know, household mm-hmm. and whatnot to be able to make sure that you can, um, allow for your physical fitness for your personal time, as well mm-hmm. as then your own business. hundred percent. 
So a lot of what I try and do is to make things work kind of hand in hand. So I am actually a huge believer in kids being a part of or witnessing your fitness life, right? Again, I grew up in that. And so for me, for the longest time, my kids came downstairs to my basement gym and they were working out with me, right? So I I would either make it fit in the morning before they got up, right? So I typically will get up before them, get my cardio out of the way so that that's not um, anything to take away from them. But then they are used to just kind of using the, the fitness equipment. They will make obstacle courses. And that's really how I've made it work. Because otherwise, if you wait way too late into the evening, it can be such a challenge because you're tired. And I just want it to, I want for them to kind of see it as this is just the way of way we live our life. This is part of our life, right? And they'll, they'll hopefully take those same things as well. And then one of the biggest things, and while I love working out, nutrition to me is kind of my my favorite thing in the entire world. And I really have a heart for moms because I know what that's like to be so busy, to be incredibly tired, to have to try and make a variety of different meals because everybody wants something different to eat. And so a lot of times moms just get frustrated and they just, you know, they'll eat what the kids are eating or they'll order out. and, And I get that because I've lived that, right? Um, so what I usually try and encourage people, what I do for myself is I meal prep so that life is easy and I meal prep stuff that will work for the kids and for myself. Um, and so anything that I make can usually be incorporated into their meals too. So for instance, if I cook up a bunch of ground beef, then that can be made for tacos that can be put into a pasta sauce, right? That can be eaten just plain. I, I always try and think of what meals are we going to eat as a family and then work that in. Right. And are you at like once a week or twice a week, you're going to sit and do this for a few hours or every Sunday I plan out that week and I meal prep everything. And then I don't have to think about it again because I just, it's too busy. I I find it really, really difficult to be able to manage all of that all together. And I find too, by five o'clock, there's no, I have no interest in cooking dinner. I'm like, okay, I should be doing this at like noon every day or or a better option, maybe doing it every Sunday. A hundred percent. Yeah. Because I remember too, same thing. Like I, when I was um, in my admin role, sometimes I wouldn't get home till five, five thirty. So there's no way that I'm going to cook a really good meal at that time. It's just not going to happen. Right. So, and I mean, at that point I had also gotten into habits of, well, we'll just order out, right. Or we'll grab something on the way home. And then I often find that you'll say like, you know what, I'm just going to do it this time. And all of a sudden it's that slippery slope and you're doing it more and more and more. And that just becomes the norm. For so sure. meal prepping is massively huge. Yeah. The other thing I would say too, for, for moms is your fitness routine does not have to be this extensive, long, right? Like you, you're not having to do hours of cardio to get to where you want to be. You don't have to have this like hour long weight workout. You can get in very fast, effective workouts in a very minimal amount of time. And the moms who do join my fast and fit stuff in the morning, it's 30 minutes, right? So we're doing strength and conditioning combined. You get it done, get it out of the way, and then you're finished. I love that. I think that that's something that has taken me a long time for to realize that like, mm-hmm. I don't need to push my body for, you know, unless it's something that I'm training for, let's say yes. like doing a marathon or a triathlon, like, unless I know I need to get that long extended in that's for a totally different reason. But I, I always thought that I had to like kill myself Mm-mm. opposed to now being able to do like 30, 45 minutes and feel so well and accomplished afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. And you're not burnt out. No, totally. And do you find that uh, strength is you see more results, strength over cardio or where do you sit with that? 
Yes. So my personal philosophy, and this is what I really try and instill in my clients is that number one, your, your nutrition is key, right? It, you can't outdo anything that you're eating. So your nutrition needs to be on point. And again, there's flexibility within that. And then the other, the big, big thing is weight training, strength training. And again, you can even be doing stuff like that, just using body weight bands, whatever you have access to. Right. Um, for, I had a, a client who actually used a tide bucket, for her weights, right? Because she didn't have access to anything else. And then cardio to me is like that icing on the cake. And it's the one thing that we can kind of play with if you do have different goals. So for instance, if someone is, if we kind of hit a stuck point and we need to adjust things, then we might increase your cardio a little bit. But to me, it, it should definitely be nutrition, number one, your strength training, number two, and then cardio is that the tip of the iceberg. For sure. So how, I mean, as you said, you grew up in a household that was very active. I would say overall, I grew up in a household like that too, but I know mm -hmm. a lot of people don't. Mm -hmm. So how do you find clients that know that they want to input that into their lifestyle, yep. but, um, you know, they, they weren't raised like that. So they're, they weren't led by example, so to speak of I'm getting up at this time to do this and making that a priority for myself. Mm -hmm. So how do you kind of make that a shift into their regular daily routines. You know what? I always like to start small, right? And, and it's very interesting to see how much that can change and grow for a person. And that's almost more rewarding than the weight loss itself. It's just the instilling of new habits and for them to see what they're actually very capable of. But a lot of it is undoing a lot of myths, right? So I would say the vast majority of my clients come thinking that they have to eat 1200 calories a day, um, that they need to be like, again, running for hours a day, uh, to, in order to get to where they want to be. And so for me, it, there's a lot of uh, building a trusting relationship to know that, you know what, I know that it's going to seem like I'm giving you a ton of food to eat, but you need to appreciate that and just be excited that you get all that food. And I'm giving you lots of time because you don't have to work out like crazy to get the results that you want. And so really it is for them, one, trusting me and then just seeing th those results, right? That they can get it with not having to do a ton once they start to see that it actually works, I find that then they're even more willing to put in that effort with their food and with minimal workouts. The gratification of actually mm -hmm. seeing progress. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And I do find, I agree with you with the food thing, like how so much of us are like underfed, underfueled, and we actually need higher amounts to make sure yes. the metabolism is actually revving. But it is scary because of what, you know, the, the so-called diet culture that we, you know, mm -hmm. are surrounded with. It's, you, you don't think that you need more food in your body to lose the weight. Exactly. And to even build the body that you want, right? Like if you actually want to reshape your body, you're going to need to eat probably quite a few calories. And some people, some clients will actually have to reverse diet before they can even do a cut, right? Because their metabolism is stalled a little bit because they've been under eating for so long. Um, and that's an interesting thing. And I would say that's probably one of the most challenging aspects of working with clients is that, right? Is that under eating and then getting them to a place where they can lose weight effectively. And so is reverse diet, like adding the calories, getting up it to is. a higher intake? hundred percent, right? So okay. getting hopefully up to maintenance and then from maintenance, maybe a little bit higher than that. And then once it's stable, going back down and decreasing. Okay. But I can also see that pre-making the meals so that you have your fridge stocked, that mm -hmm. would be a positive to help with the busy mom schedule as well as the weight loss because you're not always going in looking for unhealthy snacks. Exactly. 
And I think one of the things that I like working with people around is like the, the flexibility within what you can eat, right? Again, it's undoing the idea that you have to eat certain foods in order to get to where you want to be. Um, that's why my Mac, like I work with macros with my clients and I only create a sample meal plan. So I always ask them for like, okay, give me a typical day of what your day of eating looks like and be honest, right? Because I know for myself, I would get that from coaches and be like, oh, I had oatmeal and then I had some egg whites, right? Like and make it look like it's really good. Not I need to see that chocolate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so be honest. What do you love, right? Like if you love a latte in a day, tell me that. If you love um, a couple pieces of dark chocolate, I need to know that. And so then when I figure out what their macros are and then create a sample meal plan for them. I usually mimic exactly what they've given me with maybe a few little tweaks to show them. You can still probably eat most of the things that you're really wanting. It's just a matter of adjusting a few things and maybe adding in usually protein because people are usually short on that. And you're going to enjoy what you're eating and you're going to stick with this because it's already what you're probably gravitating towards. Oh my right? gosh. That's yeah. That's brilliant though. You don't want to make someone change their diet that no. they're not used to. And like, then it all of a sudden seems so overwhelming and just not doable. Then probably more people give up. That's exactly what happens. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm, I'm actually like, not, I don't like saying anti-meal plan, but really no, like I, it's one thing for me to create something that's beautiful for you, but if it's not anything that you would want to eat, you're going to follow it for maybe a week or two. And then there you go. It's done and over with. Right. And sure. so I really like people to be able to pick and choose their foods and also plan for, you know what, let's say you've had a really hard day at work and you need a little extra something and you want a glass of wine or you want to have pizza and it's just one of those days, well, change up your macros, plan it in there. You can actually make that work and you're still going to be completely close to your goal, right? Yeah. It's not all out the window. Well, that's a positive way of eating also, I think, right? Like the it no is. holds bar of all or nothing, just it's not practical. It's not practical and it's not a lifestyle. And that's what I want my clients to understand is that after you're done working with me, you should be able to be completely in control of what you're eating and know that you're eating within that framework and still maintain whatever you've lost or keep losing if that's what your goal is too, without feeling deprived or without feeling like you can't go to that activity and enjoy yourself, right? Or I remember too, for myself, like traveling was so like, I was so anxious around that because I was like, everything's going to be, um, everything that I've worked towards is going to be gone because I'm eating slightly different than what I normally would. Well, no, <laughs> we're supposed to enjoy our lives. We're supposed to enjoy social interactions and food is a large part of that. So you, you should be able to incorporate those things in and still be successful. For sure. Yeah, definitely. So what advice can you give to the moms that um, would like to find that workout in their day and just don't make the time? They say, you know, oh, I don't have the time I could like, you know, for me, it's getting up early. It sounds like you too. But mm -hmm. how do you get over that first hurdle? This is what I actually recommend. <laughs> There's a few things that I'd recommend. So for instance, let's say I was saying, um, you know what, come and join our Zoom workouts or do our Zoom workouts. And if you're feeling like you don't have time, I want you to do one round of it. One, which will take you about five to 10 minutes and that's it, right? And start there, right? Or you know what, if you have a treadmill at home, get downstairs, get on the treadmill and do it for 10 minutes. Start there. And then honestly, more often than not, you're going to go, okay, I can do another round. Oh, I can do this. But really it is, it's starting small and realizing that you don't have to be on there for hours. Everyone has 10 minutes that they can start with. 
Mm-hmm. And you're going to see the effects of that even alone. Your mood's going to be better even if you just did 10 minutes of something, right? Um, some of my clients as well, I'll say, I'll um, program things that they can do in their office over a lunch hour, right? That's all that it takes is just starting to move your body anywhere that you can with anything that you have access to. You don't need a lot to do to, to see results or to get started. Totally. That mm-hmm. makes that makes a lot of sense. I think it's a lot of the excuses that when we can yep. just show ourselves that we can show up, <laughs> then the results start to show. <laughs> Absolutely. And and it is interesting too. Some people do do better. I, I tend to be more of a, like, I like to work out on my own. I like to run on my own, right? I'm a more solitary person, but other people love that group aspect. So I know for some people with my Zoom workouts, for instance, they love that other people are watching to see if they're there, right? And that accountability piece is huge, right? Huge. Um, and who I would say is a coach, right? Like I still have a coach for myself. And so I am, I need that accountability and I want that accountability to be able to show up and tell someone, hey, if this is what I've done, give me feedback, give me pointers. And and I hope that I can do the same for other people too. Sometimes we need that outside um, perspective to kind of give us that like, okay, what are you really wanting here? And what are you willing to do for it? Level yourself up, right? Yep. (laughs) Awesome. So what does, what does your typical routine look like? Do you have a morning routine or a daily routine? What, what do you do for yourself? Oh my gosh. So um, one of the biggest game changers for myself was, uh, and I love, um, I don't know if you follow Chris Harder at all, but he calls this positive propaganda. And it really kind of came out during the COVID times, but really it's, it's applicable to any time. Um, what we fill our minds with is exactly what is going to show up in our life, right? So when I get up, I listen to podcasts. So at least one to two podcasts a day, Um, And again, they're quick, they're fast. And again, it just gives you one creative ideas about where to go next. And it makes you think about what you're doing, right? And so it's that reflective piece. The other thing I do too is I follow Bob Proctor and he does a thing where you write out kind of your life as if it's already where you want it to be, right? So I am so thankful and grateful that. So I write those things out and speak them out loud. I think those are hugely powerful things to do. Um, And then obviously I start the day two with our Zoom workouts at 5.45. So I do that. And then I do my cardio as well. Um, Right now I'm training for a competition. So that cardio is an important piece. Um, And then um, throughout the day two, I try and block in times where I can just sit and read for a little bit, either reading for pleasure or again, reading for learning. Um, I really believe that you have to constantly bombard yourself with stuff that is going to help you grow right or else you just kind of get stuck in the same old forever right for sure Um, and then at nighttime too I just really try and practice and have a good gratitude practice as well and that's something that I actually make my clients do they they have to get a journal they have to write down at least three things that they're grateful for either in the morning or in the evening and I think that that is so essential in our lives is to recognize those things that we are most grateful for already I, I couldn't agree more. Just t- taking a pause and actually, yeah, identifying and and holding a space within us for that. And I've never yeah. also heard of um, Bob Proctor. Oh. I've actually, I have to follow. I um, I do the start today journal of Rachel Hollis. Yep. So I think yes. kind of a similar idea, like mm-hmm. forecasting a future and setting goals and intention. Yep. Yeah, it's incredible. He's actually doing a live training for all of next week. 
and it's about like shifting your paradigm and totally free. It's incredible. I would highly recommend following him. Awesome. Yeah, I will. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. I think just the more motivation, the more positive people that you surround yourself with, you really find yourself on a trajectory forward. You want that growth and you want that personal mm-hmm. growth. Yes. Yeah. And I think, yeah, once you get a taste of it, you're like, okay, what's next? Right. Sure. Yeah. And, and sometimes I almost have to stop a little bit and go, okay, let's appreciate this moment right now. Right. And it, you will get to the next point, but it is good to kind of stop and just take stock of where have you come look at what's around you right now, be appreciative of it, and then, you know, move forward. But, um, and then the other, I would say the other things for me too, is I do typically weight train like four to five times a week, right? Um, That's kind of a necessity for me, obviously, like we talked about, and then just spending time with family and friends. And that's actually a a goal for me is to be a little bit more present in those moments, because I tend to be one of those people who always has my mind going and ideas are always kind of running through. Um, And yet that's something that I know I need to be more intentional about. Well, just recognizing it is probably the first step towards that one, right? (laughs) Yes, that's true. (laughs) So do you have any final um, tips or tools that you can offer for, uh, you know, setting ourselves up for that successful Mm -hmm. week? Um, Yeah, as a busy mom. (laughs) Okay, what I would say, and this is what I recommend all my clients do, especially when it comes to eating, because again, that's kind of that big, big piece. I always recommend that they write down what is it that you would love to eat through the week? Okay. And what are those main family meals that you want to have as well? Once you have those down, that should be your basis for starting to plan and plug into your, your meals for the week. And then that creates your list of what you need to prep so that you're ready to go get as much of that bulk cooking done so that you have everything ready. And then there's less of a chance of you having to grab anything different. Right. And if you've planned appropriately and planned for what you actually like, you're probably not going to have to go, oh, well, I actually want pizza. Well, you've already planned for something that you enjoy. So there's less chance, right? I would also recommend recommend having really good supplements like um, protein shakes or protein bars, stuff like that, that is quick and easy with you all the time. So in my bag, I always have like a Quest bar or Quest protein chips or a ready to go protein shake because we get stuck sometimes and sometimes things take way longer than what you think. Make sure you have them at your hand. And then the other thing that I would say too is write down exactly where you want to be and write it as though it has already happened. Okay. It is so, so key to do. There there was another um, author, I think it's Todd Herman who wrote The Alter Ego Effect. And Bob Proctor talks about this as well too. Just the sense that whatever you believe to be true is exactly what will be, right? Whatever you see yourself as being capable of, even if it's not right in front of you right now, that is absolutely possible. So speak it, share it, declare it, write it down and have it like around you wherever you see it, right? So you're just bombarded by that. Um, And then start small. Don't think that you have to do all of it all at once to be successful. Start with one thing and then build to the next. And you'll slowly see growth and change from that. And that will most likely prompt you to keep on going. So true. It's so easy to get overwhelmed because we think we need to do it all at once to see that success and that finish line. And well, Mm -hmm. I mean, reality is there's never a finish line, right? So, (laughs) and I love that there isn't. And I think, I think it's actually exciting to live as though there is no finish line because we can constantly get better and change. Mm -hmm. Yep. Ample opportunities every day. A hundred percent. So personal note, then what are you training for? You kind of made a little mention of that one. So I am, my, my previous plan was to actually do the WBFF show in Vegas. 
um, which is in, in August, but with the borders being closed and the new flight restrictions, um, I changed that. So I'm most likely going to compete in Calgary if everything's a go. Um, and that's a little bit closer. So that's in June. So I'm currently training for that. Um, awesome. And I haven't, the, the first two shows that I competed in were before kids. So okay. I was probably about 28 years old. Now I'm 38. So it's a little bit of a time difference. Good and for you. My, yeah, thank you. And the last show that I was supposed to do got canceled right as COVID hit. So I was supposed to compete last year, April in Los Angeles. And that's right when everything shut down. So I'm like, I need to do this. This is one of those things where it's like, I have to check it off and say that I've done it um, yeah. because I really want to do it as a mom, right? And show, look at what you can do when you put your mind to it. So that's Absolutely. what I'm working towards. Wow. And yes. so does that entail your weeks now as you get into it more, like they look a lot different than your average day would? Yes. Not training for this? Exactly. So right now my cardio is actually quite minimal, which is nice. That's a little yeah. bit of a treat, but that will gradually increase as we go. And my macros right now and my overall calories are actually pretty decent too, but those will again decrease the closer that we get. But it's just really fun to be able to see what you've worked up to too. I did like a good building phase before this to try and add some muscle and size. So yeah. I'm excited to see what it looks like. Wow. Good for you. Mm -hmm. That's so exciting. And thank you. Absolutely. Again, there you are leading by example and, and proving yourself, but proving, you know, to your kids, kids too, yes. that you can, uh, you can still do what you want to do. A hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, so good. So thank you so much for coming on. Where can everyone find you? And you are um, located in Alberta, but that's you correct. are online. So it sounds like yes. that's not necessarily a do all end all. No, not at all. So you can find me on Instagram at Candice McMurrin Coaching and on Facebook, Candice McMurrin. And then I also have my website, CandiceMcMurrin.com. So those would be the main places to reach me. And anytime that anyone has any questions or just wants more information, they can absolutely reach out. I'd love to help. And hopefully you'll follow along and see different things that are happening. Amazing. Thank you so much, Candice. Really yes. appreciate your time. And I will make sure everything is in the show notes. So it makes it easy for everyone to follow you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's conversation with Candice, go give her a like and some love on Instagram. And if you have a few moments to subscribe and rate and review my podcast, I would be forever grateful. See you next week. You can find me on Instagram at momsweatsamuel.com.